Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're just winging it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, welcome to Code 187 Freestyle Edition. Freestyle. This is Drew, and that's Sarah. <laughs> so we're not actually going to be freestyling. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that at all. It, it would be bad. But we've we've known each other for a really long time, and so I think it would be good to just kind of back and forth, ask some questions, talk, talk about all things true crime, and see if anything comes in comes out of it that's interesting that interests all of you. So let's go. All right. <laughs> All right, so this is completely all. See, I, I can't even think of what it's called. What's it called in comedy where they, um, whose line is it anyway? Where they're oh, just. Oh, uh, um, I can't think of the word. Yeah, I can't think of the word either. But yeah, this is completely impromptu. Yeah. Yeah, completely impromptu. So we're going to be talking a lot and stumbling over our words. Hopefully, there's some stuff in here that interests all of you. Yes. All right, so I'm going to come at you with a question, almost like I'm interviewing you. Okay. All right, so you started doing this Code 187, um, which was also Dark Enigmas first, for those who haven't been with the channel quite as long. Mm -hmm. What was it that led you to doing a YouTube channel? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was very interested in true crime. I... Uh, did a YouTube channel, a kid's channel, which mm -hmm. don't go looking for it, please. Um, <laughs> it's or, good. Or if you do, just know the two contents are vastly different. Vastly different. Um, and I just, I really wanted something for myself and something that I was interested in only me because at that time COVID hit and I was all about just trying to teach my daughter um, and survive like the, right. the rest of us. And uh, so me doing Code 187 was a way for me to gain confidence, which it has, and just connect with people that I had interest in true crime with. Right. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you're on the spot right now? A little bit. I feel like I'm being interviewed and I'm like, I'm not going to get this job. Yeah, no, you're, you're going to do fine. Um, so that's that's interesting, though. You mentioned um, getting to know people in the true crime space. I do remember that's something that you kind of did at the time. You have actually been a part of. So you're um, some of the ones that you like. You like Morbid. You like... Um, Crime Junkie. Crime Junkie. Um, you have a few other ones that you like, but you go out there now and you're just even not as Code, code 187, but even on your personal accounts, you kind of go out sometimes and you just read through true crime and try to connect with people in the community because it's kind of a sense of a connection, right? Is that is that mostly what, or is it, is it mostly information gathering or is it mostly just being part of the community yourself? 
Um, I think it's both. Um, I constantly will see, I get a lot of Google updates for cases. And when I do, it's, I go to those Facebook groups that I'm on. Um, and I am like, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Um, and there's just a flurry of people talking and connecting and trying to solve the case. Um, we're in this weird time um, where we have everything at our fingertips and it's solving cases. Uh, we saw it with Gabby Patio and we're starting to see it more and more where people are armchair detectives right. are just really getting it. And I have met the coolest people. I know that I don't have very many subscribers, um, but the few people who contact me and who talk to me are like, they make my day. Right. And they're like, have you heard this? And, um, you know, I watched your video and I'm like, why are you up at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> with me on a Saturday? <laughs> um, and it's just, it's fun. It's, it's a community. Yeah. And you, you've been very much about the community side of things where you really appreciate those people who comment, who, and that's kind of the cool thing about following you now is you're not so big that everybody, you can't read everybody's comments. You, right. You're still to the point where you're starting to realize certain people that comment on a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. You're starting to kind of actually know people a little bit. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool. We've become true crime best friends. Right. So Absolutely. Um, so that, that's really cool. Um, we're spitballing this so much that it's almost turned into a, a me to you interview. <laughs> do you want to do that or do you want to ask me some questions or how do you want to go? I don't care. I will do whichever. I can, I can ask you questions all day. I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel like I can, I can keep coming up with them. So I, but if you want to, if you want to grill me some too and throw it back at me, that's fine. <laughs> I have one thing. Okay. Um, so today I listened to a two pod, <laughs> from morbid on john Lennie ramsey by the way i love the way they say certain things with their mm -hmm. accent um one is is rum rum yep that's not the way we say it here in kansas <laughs> but, but i love it <laughs> go to your rum um yeah so i listened to this two pod um on john Lennie ramsey i want to know what all you know of john Lennie ramsey and what your theory is um so i've watched and don't it. get sued by burke <laughs> uh, yeah okay so i don't even know who that is so please Good. don't okay. sue me burke um uh but they said we now don't... i'm scared now i'm like what what landmine do i need to avoid <laughs> they said we don't want to get uh sued by schmirk schmamji wow. <laughs> because they're like i guess he gets a little bit right well so i to that, I don't know a ton about it. I've seen some documentaries on it. It's one of those things that would probably, as you started talking about it, would remind me of more things. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the first things I think about, and you and I have talked about, is like because of that case, is, because of that case, I hate beauty pageants. Yeah. Sorry to anybody who does that. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, but like it, they freak me out now. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot, and, and it's one just thing... because of like. It just feels like it's easy access for creepers to be creeps. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah. Um, the There's a lot of good to it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, teaching of things. There's a lot of, you know, um, 
kids getting to dress up and kids girl getting power. to be kids and girl power. There's a lot of really good things to it. I'm just terrified of the creeps out there. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm overcautious, but I just, there's, and maybe it's because we, we've talked about true crime because I've now heard about a lot of creeps. And so right. <laughs> that scares me. Um, I did not know in the gym, John Ben Ramsey thing and, and for pageant girls, um, they wear fake teeth because you know how when Never like knew that either, uh, kids of that age, their teeth are falling out. Right. Um, they wear fake teeth to make it look like they don't have falling out teeth, which Never is like, why are you that. making them do that? It, yeah, I mean, it just, to me, it makes it seem like you're saying you're not beautiful because your right. teeth are falling out, that's, which is something they can't that's, control. That's another thing a lot of people have issues with on beauty contests is like, or at, at pageants is they are kind of beauty contests. And right. there's a lot of vainness to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, like a kid who lost their teeth, it just, to me, it makes you think of like, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Like, right. you know, like it's, it's kids. It's like innocent. that's supposed to be cute and funny. Like, right. You don't need to make them perfect and, you know, have them dress to the nines or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Just have them be kids and have them dress up. However, maybe that's just me. Maybe I would. I, I definitely wouldn't be a judge at one of those things because I feel like if I was a judge, I like the kid that had two different color shoes on, I'd be like, that kid was being creative. <laughs> right. That's a creative choice. <laughs> right. Was, that kid's thinking outside the box. Right. Um, or, you know, the kid that's like somebody trips and the other and that kid helps the other person up. I'm like, there, vote for that kid. Yep. Um, so yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. But well, maybe do John Benet Ramsey one time because there's a lot of information and it's one of those cases that I still if you ask me what I'm asking in heaven it's what the heck happened to John Benet Ramsey there's, tell me now there's little pieces of evidence I kind of remember so mm-hmm. I remember the, the damn pineapple I don't remember the okay. pineapple. So you can say that with me. I was going to say the the windowsill in the basement. Yes. That was one of the big pieces because they said of the way the dirt was moved, right? There was no dirt. There was no dirt moved. So how yeah. did they get in and out of the and basement? There was window? cobwebs around it. Right. And yeah. so I remember that being a big piece of evidence. I remember the uh, the murder weapon being a big piece of evidence, mm-hmm. um, which was like paintbrushes, right? With something tied between them, like a string. It's called or... a garrote, yeah. And that yeah. goes around Which I had never, I had never heard that until this case. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. other cases with it. But yeah, there's, there's pieces like that. And then, you know, there's one of the suspects was the creepy Santa Claus. So immediately, like, mm-hmm. you get like, all right, this is some... Uh, Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Gacy. You get some Gacy, Gacy vibes. vibes. Yep. You're sitting there going, oh, that's terrifying. Oh, like, okay. I, I hope it's not the Santa just because that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no matter no matter who did it, it's terrible. It is. I mean, it is that very... poor child. Yep. But, yeah, to answer your question, there's there's little pieces I know of it, but I couldn't put the story together for you at all. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which that's kind of a good lead in. So um, talking about our true crime backgrounds. So for me, I am by no means an expert at all. What I've watched, I've mostly watched with her. 
Um, and for me, it kind of started with Making a Murderer. Um, I watched this Making so a Murderer good. season one on Netflix, and I was I sent her a message, and I was like, you got to check this out. And I didn't even know how into true crime you would be. I don't even think you knew at that point. Uh-uh. And but it wasn't like I got you into true crime because you always liked you know, horror movies and you always liked the Halloween movies and things like that. But when I sent you that, you're like, that was amazing. Yeah. And you know, you went more after that into other stuff. You started watching documentaries everywhere. I was just kind of like, yep, I saw it. Um, <laughs> that was my true crime expedition. I'm gonna go back to watching what I normally do. Uh, but you, you didn't even realize at first that this was kind of your, your thing. I don't feel like, Mm -mm. uh, until you started finding podcasts, right? Right. And then I was like, oh, oh, I like this. (laughs) Right. So when it comes to who knows what she's, you know, she probably won't want to call herself an expert, but I, I will call you an expert in the fact that like, at least she has watched and read more true crime than anybody I know. And I would be willing to bet more than a lot of people. Uh, and then for me, I'm kind of just here doing the color commentary where I'm like, he did what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, we're both from this area, which is um, the Kansas area. Kansas City area. Yep. And um, even kind of grew up in more of the central Kansas area. So when you've talked about cases like BTK and the Carr brothers, those are cases that we both know really well, actually. Yep. Because we lived around them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Carr brothers case would be an interesting one for us to go back and redo it. <clears throat> just because yes. that case to me, it's just so twisted and it, it makes me mad. Um, Talk about home invasions. Right. Whew. Yeah, it, it makes me mad that it happened to those people because they seem like yeah. legitimately good people. They all were. Um, and so that just is kind of gut-wrenching. Um, and um, the fact that there was a survivor, which, sorry if I'm spoiling the episode. <laughs> Go watch the episode. Go watch the episode and then maybe we'll redo it. Maybe we'll do a deep dive <laughs> or something. But, um, yeah, the fact that there was a survivor who now has to live with what happened Mm-hmm. is I really feel for her, but I also am like this person is inspirational and in the fact that how strong they are. Right. Which we talked about that the other day. So you're very um, shed light on the victims, focus on the victims. And I was actually going to have you watch this. I haven't had you watch this yet. Philip DeFranco did a um, part, one of his segments on, ethical true crime even after the first one i sent you he did he did two of them okay um and he was talking about ethical true crime um and shedding lights on the victims and he really talked about gabby patillo Mm. um talked about the missing white woman syndrome things like that but also talked about how harmful some of the true crime theories out there can be so definitely Mm -hmm. worth a watch i'm big philip defranco fan um but where I was going to go with that is we've talked a lot about ethical true crime. We didn't yes. label it as that, but we've talked a lot about it. So your big focus is the victims, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you try really hard not to focus on the killer as much as the victims. Right. 
I, I do think that the heart of the community is that a lot of the people that do this, that like true crime, genuinely want to help people. I don't think you get into true crime if you're, you know, not a good person. I think right. there's some people, I'm sure. Maybe. But I think the majority of the podcasts I listen to, the TV shows I see, the even the comments are how can we help this person sometimes it's misguided sometimes helpers aren't helpful (laughs) um and i think that's what we're seeing a lot of things right now is like when when you get obsessed with a case you you muddy the waters sometimes right and the investigators whether whether or not we like to believe it are doing their job Right. And they can't do their job when you have tens of thousands of people muddying the waters. So I think at the end of the day, I think we all just want to bring it back to how can we help people? Right. And I think that's my biggest focus is I want I want to be able to do this enough to where I can eventually help more. Right, right now I'm just talking, but <sighs> Eventually, I want to be able to do things to help. I would love to be a documentary filmmaker. I'd love to get actual people's interviews. I'd love to be able to donate money. But I'm just a measly YouTuber who has no money. I'm like, can I have some more, please? <laughs> well, so. I, I wouldn't say you don't help, though, because I do know that you try really hard to... We talked. I mentioned the missing white woman syndrome. You try mm-hmm. really hard to cover um persons of color uh cases that are getting nothing and you even did a video on it where you were like it drives me insane because i can't get anything yeah it makes me very mad i can't get any info and so i do think you're helping in that way Mm -hmm. it sometimes probably doesn't feel like you are because you can't get much like you've even said sometimes you can't even get a picture which is horrible right um but I do think you are you are helping and you are trying to help and doing what you can with what information is available to the public at least. Yep, and I'm I'm doing my best. I know with the podcast, it is very hard in podcasting to do new cases. It's just impossible. You write up a case, it changes. Um, you also don't have enough to write up a case. Um, and so with the podcast, a lot of the times I'm doing older cases, which are fun and like interesting and you learn so much from them. Um, but on my YouTube channel is where I really try to do Kansas City cases, um, cases that are people of color, indigenous, um, just trying to get names out there that are just not in other media. Right. Which, so you're kind of brings me to the case that blew up for you the gabby or not gabby patio um, <laughs> if you broke that one you would be i would uh, be blown famous yeah um Cassidy rainwater yes um so that was in the area um mm-hmm. we'll have to do more of a dive into it because we don't have the information on hand there's been more changes since you did the last cases but when you did her case what drew you to her was Partially that wasn't being covered, right? Right. It, um, it was a local case, and I still don't think nationally it's very popular. A lot of the 
people, the viewership I've gained has been people from the area because they're like, oh, we saw this happen. We saw it on our local news. I am telling you that case is the craziest case and no one knows about it. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Right. Um, so go watch Cassie Rainwater. I have a whole playlist. Go find that. <laughs> yeah. Click on it and subscribe to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting case because people still don't know anything about it. Yeah. I mean, we're talking possible cannibals. We're talking yeah. fire explosions. I mean, it's, it's like a made for TV movie. It um, is. It is. Going, going back to one other thing though. So this is something I think is weird that the true crime community does. And maybe this is because I'm probably more on the outside of the true crime community. But earlier you said, you're like, I do some older cases that are kind of fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. People That's say, fun. People say, like, I covered the Ted Bundy case. It was fun. And it's like, <laughs> but he did murder a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so I I think that's an interesting concept, but I think when, and correct me, and maybe I can just pass it off to you to answer it. But I think for me, when people say it's fun, it's not fun that people got hurt. Like, I don't think anybody feels that way. I think people feel like it's fun because you're trying to either a solve a mystery in cases that haven't been solved or b you're trying to understand the psychology of what would make somebody do that right what would make you know uh ted bundy or whoever do that to people what what was it in that person that just snapped and made them the less than one percent that goes crazy like that Mm -hmm. um what are, what are your thoughts on that, though? The whole saying a case is fun, like... Well, a verbiage is very hard when you <laughs> when you get to true crime because also, you know, you have the, like, I'm a true crime fan. I'm not a fan of true crime. I'm not, not a, a fan, fan of, of, like... People actually getting hurt. Right. I'm a fan of the medium. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's... You're not... Like I said, we're not in this to make fun of victims we're not in this to i mean i make fun of the killers yes which i don't think is bad because (laughs) to me i'm like who cares about them right the killers i'm like i don't care if you make jokes about them left and right i think with older cases especially serial killer cases the gacy's the bundy's the you know dahmer's um we're so far removed from it that it becomes one of those like Oh, he was an interesting person. Um, it's not that the victims matter any less. Right. And I've said this a million times, and I know you're probably getting tired of it, but like, I go up to someone and I'm like, name me a Bundy victim. Yeah. No idea, but you know Ted Bundy. You right. know, He's famous almost as much as like the Kardashians or, you know, political figures. Right. Um, so those victims matter too, which I think is interesting in our field because you're bringing them up every right. time you're talking you about should be, you should be yes um and also the psychology part of it you know we we get to be able to try to stop these and prevent these from happening right we get to see patterns we get to like the handwriting analysis we get to kind of like get ahead of the game if we can right 
So that's the interesting yeah. part of true crime for me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And um, I do think when you said preventing, I do think this is also, this was going back to the DeFranco thing. He touched on this a bit, but a lot of people think that, um, so primarily, and not all of it, but it sounds like primarily the viewership of true crime is usually women, mm-hmm. which is assumed. Most people assume that. Um, but what one of the reasons he gave in that was that um, it's also assumed that maybe it's a protective thing in terms mm-hmm. of like learning how to defend yourself. Yes. Uh, learning how to stay safe. Um, can you quote the crime donkeys line? <laughs> Do you remember um, it off the top of your head? Be weird. Stays. Wait. I mean, I'm tripping. Be you rude. Up now. Be weird. Wait. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> be rude. Be weird. Stay, Stay alive. alive. Something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. Which I I love because it is it's right. Like I don't care if you're being you know, just a complete jerk to somebody because you don't feel right in that situation. Trust your gut and get out of the situation. It's better to be rude to somebody and stay alive. Right. Um, But that's something I thought was interesting with what you were saying because you're talking about preventative stuff. I feel like some of these cases, um, we've even talked about it in some of these cases, other podcasts talk about is like, okay, so if you find yourself in this situation, here's some things you can do to stay safe. Right. Which is pretty cool, and I think it's pretty good to have out there. Um, I, I think that's good for people to to learn those things because if you weren't sitting there thinking about it, you probably never would think about being in that situation. Right. I mean, we've learned a lot from true crime over the years. I mean, we had this boom in the seventies of serial killers, and you had all these interviews, and people were like the kind of town we didn't lock our doors <laughs> right lock your dang doors <laughs> yeah, we is... now know to lock our windows and our doors <laughs> i was just thinking about that too i was like sitting there going man things were were so much more trusting back then where you didn't give a second thought about walking to school right and now people are like i don't want my kid walking to school by themselves right because we've heard and we're so cautious now and I think a lot of that is true crime mm-hmm. is because people are like, I know it can happen if my kid walks to school and right. I would rather see them to the door. Yeah. Um, I don't even want my kid to go into the school anymore. <laughs> well, that's, <sighs> that's a, a full, full nother video yep, full that nother could thing. probably go on for a long time. But, right. And um, we're reaching like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Really? So that I think so. Fast. Yeah. So, um, any other last questions? I've got so many that we could probably do two or three parts of this. So <laughs> one thing I would say is if if all of you like this format, I think it would be awesome to do a live like this. Ooh, it would be. Um, yeah. Where we kind of just go back and forth. And like she said, she loves the community. And so it would be awesome for you guys to join for a live sometime and just throw out any question, no matter how insane. Um and we could just riff back and forth like this because probably talk all day. <laughs> right. Um, this was really fun. I think yeah. I think it's a really good um, relaxed right. version of us. Yeah. And so we've we've known each other for probably 15 years now. So yeah. that's part of how we're so relaxed. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, we we can definitely have these back and forth more. I'm trying to think of one real hard hitting question to give you for a last one. So we do this anyway. Yeah, we, uh, we without, without the, the camera, camera, he's it, like, it, who knows if the camera stopped recording? It's we're probably doing this without you guys already. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're just sitting in a room talking. Yeah, we're just, yeah, normal <laughs> conversation. Right. Um, all right. So the last conversation I'm going to leave you with is okay. where do you see Code 187 going? Oh, my gosh. Sky's the limit. Um, <laughs> I try to visualize. I do this, like, visualization thing lately. It feels like you're, like, meditating. Uh, pretty much. Um, and I have all these goals, and they tell you, my guru that I've been listening to says that you have to immerse yourself in the goal. And so you you taste it, and you feel it, and you, you know, smell it. And <laughs> I'm sorry I laughed, but I'm sitting here. My mind immediately went to taste your goal. Pizza. 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 Ooh, I need to go make a pizza. Right. <laughs> sorry. That is completely disturbing a serious comment. There. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so I've been visualizing the success of this channel. I think that it's going to go far, and I think it's going to help people. Um I, I really want to be able to have a more widespread audience in the fact that we're, we're closer, you know, like doing these things, you get to know who I am Right. before I'm just a face telling you a horrible story every week and then I'm gone. <laughs> right. And you don't get to see who I am. And so yeah. I want to do more things like this. Um, but I see it just taking off and being, a community yeah which is what i've always wanted so my happy place <laughs> well and i i will add my two cents here um from having like i said known you for 15 years there are a lot of things that you've said that you would like to do to give back to that community at a certain point um so i think it's cool that um you know if the code 187 keeps growing like like you're hoping that it is and i think it will that you've got all these ideas of ways that you want to personally give back to the people that are here with you every week. Right. And that just to me speaks about how much you care about your subscribers, your community, the people that are commenting, the people that are watching. Um, so I think that's really cool that uh, we've, we've talked about before. Um, one of my favorite musicians is Lizzie Hale. And that's one of the things she does is she makes sure to make time for all of her fans. And if she can't make time for all of them, she makes time for as much as possible. And I feel like you kind of follow that same philosophy is that you, you want to do nice things for your fans. You want to get to the point where you get big enough to where you can do more things for your fans mm -hmm. and try to make their days more. So I think that's an interesting behind the scene thing that you guys might not get to see. She actually really cares about you guys a lot. So you might, I don't know if it comes through on the videos. Hopefully it does. But even when the camera's not rolling, she says that stuff to me where she's like, this person commented on my video today. And this person said this. And it was an interesting thought that I'd never thought of. So don't just feel like you're um, not part of the Code 187 community because she legitimately eats 
breathes, sleeps it, <laughs> and she loves you guys. I so. cry. Nope. So sweet. Well, <laughs> now I don't want to make you cry, so I feel like I got to stop it. <laughs> um, it's very true. Um, I want to be able to give you guys merch and meet you and send you letters and talk about you know, talk like this to you, like right. who's your favorite and what's, you know, what's all that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 We'll get there guys. Yeah. Slowly but surely. A lot of things that you have, like you said, big dreams for. So big things coming, um, kind of as the channel grows. Yeah. But we're glad for those of you who came along for the ride. Yeah. And anybody new. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. I, I've been a part of now four episodes, so I'm Ooh. very new. I've <laughs> been a part of four episodes. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I'm i barely part of it. And if you guys don't like me, just tell me to go away. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Like, if may, you'd I rather only, him do it, I guess that's you, fine. You don't want that because <laughs> she is the researcher, like I said, <laughs> and I am the, the color commentary. We, we've talked about we might do an episode, though. Where that I would be cool. Them and put you in the oh that'd be the so opposite. I, I could relax yeah she she <laughs> don't know how much work she puts in on this stuff um so she she's always researching so i need to try to research one um i knowing me will probably do something famous so <laughs> and it's, when i say famous it's gonna be like not famous as in uh, Ted Bundy famous, probably more as in Kurt Cobain famous, like <laughs> a, a musician, a rock star, um, some just somebody that's a well-known figure because it blows my mind that people live such a different life, but then something like that still happens to somebody and conspiracies too. So yeah, um, that may be something I do at some point. I may put her in the other chair where she gets to do the color commentary and heck yeah. Bring I will on. try to do the best research I can do. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us for this weird, impromptu, get-to-know-you session. Right. Uh, I've been Drew. And I've been Sarah. <laughs> I'm always Sarah. And I'm always Drew. <laughs> Not Andrew. Don't call me Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> don't call me Andrew. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, guys. I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out. Help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.